TV is definitely outdated. It's um, and it's, I've noticed it is very market dependent. Um, however, you got to remember where your target audience resides, and your target audience resides on TV. Um, maybe Google, right? Maybe Facebook, but you got to think about you know a you look at your avatar. You know most homeowners you work with are older. Mm-hmm. 60 plus, right? Definitely 55 plus, but probably 60 plus. What do they do? They're watching TV. They're watching TV. Are they reading newspaper? Possibly. Are they on Facebook? Possibly. But really, for sure, they're watching TV and for sure, they're reading their mail. Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth growth is the online hustlers podcast with your host Esteban Andrade Every day I'm hustling. I believe that one of the one of the best ways to at least scale for example a service uh, you know a sell a service business is that uh, if the whole if the whole company business has a vision has understand the vision and can have also a sales mindset where they can actually provide themselves sales for their own for the sales company. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a higher probability to to add you know to add more conversions from from different sites and and having that closer mindset, for example, for appointment setters um, where they can understand that they they're going to get paid if we close a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, closers, of course, will get paid either commission only or based and commission. Can you please tell me about the system that you have created so that your team can continuously close deals? They feel motivated. They, they, they know that they need to hit the target. Um, how is your current system in your company right now? Uh, well, I think that's a very broad topic, but one thing I, w- I want to hit on for sure is, you know, when you close your first deal, second deal, third deal. I mean, the first day you take a picture, you post it on Instagram. I mean, that's kind of what happens, right? Yeah. You, you love it. It's life-changing and so on. It might not be big. It doesn't have to be big. And second check is really cool. Third check's really cool. But something happens over time where you become callous and you're used to it and you don't celebrate those big checks anymore, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with this, right? But that excitement you have to celebrate that first check kind of dissipates, but we all celebrate signed contracts. Because we know we have a signed contract that's probably going to lead to revenue, right? So I see most business owners celebrate signed contracts. But no one really celebrates appointments. But we know that appointments lead to contracts, lead to closings. And so I want to take a step further. We don't celebrate appointments. We don't celebrate quality conversations. And we certainly don't celebrate dials, right? But our team, we celebrate the number of rejections and we measure rejections by dial attempts. So in our organization, whoever gets the most rejections, again, we quantify it with dials, but whoever gets the most no's in a week 
what do we know about their success? They're going to get the most yeses in a week. So in our office, whoever gets the most no's in a week gets a free lunch from us. We don't have a limit to where they can get their lunch from, but we'll pay for lunch for them every week. Whoever gets the most no's in a week. It's a whole concept of 100 no's to one yes. Yeah. Right? And, and we say it, but we don't reward it. We reward <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. All right. That's so awesome, man. So you have um, you have created a systems where your where your sales team is always trying to close the next deal and finding out the next deal. Um, I'm assuming that you currently have multiple channels right now running to generate leads. Yes. Okay. How, how, what channels are you running right now? Uh, so we do direct mail, TV, PPC. SEO, not as exciting, not working as well. Uh, cold calling. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what else is there. And then social media. Right. Oh. And social media as in, hey, everyone, send us your deals. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. So you mean uh, social media like JV and Facebook yes. groups and things like that? Right. All right. That's good. Oh man, so you you have really good amount of different channels, and uh, you have uh, a good amount of inbound. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you're saying TV because a lot of people uh, think that TV is just outdated, but it's, I'm pretty sure it works. I mean, you have it. Well, TV is definitely outdated. It's um, and it's, I've noticed it is very market dependent. Um, however, you got to remember where your target audience resides, and your target audience resides on TV, um, maybe Google, right? Maybe Facebook, but you got to think about, you know, a, you look at your avatar, you know, most homeowners you work with are older, mm -hmm. 60 plus, right? Definitely 55 plus, but probably 60 plus. What do they do? They're watching TV. They're watching TV. Are they reading newspaper? Possibly. Are they on Facebook? Possibly, but really, for sure, they're watching TV and for sure, they're reading their mail. So that is 100% true. Yeah, we have to understand who really um, our avatar, who really our audience is in mm -hmm. those channels um, that you choose uh, must be where they where, must must be the where they lay in. It's easy for them to access. It's easy for them to reach out to you or whatever it is. Right now, where, where, where's your main traffic coming from? Is it coming from um, cold calling and PPC? What, what, where is it um, it's always neck and neck, surprisingly, between cold calling, direct mail, and TV. It's those wow. three. And it's consistently neck and neck. Wow. But you, yeah. So you're saying TV, even though it's, it's kind of outdated and it, it's mm -hmm. working. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Working. What are you we do our TV only in Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. And we do our direct mail in Phoenix. Uh, we are going to in uh, two weeks, three weeks, going to send out our first batch of mail in Oklahoma City. Uh, but yeah. Um, I saw you. And were we only do cold call in Phoenix. Go ahead. I saw you were getting your license, man. Can't yeah, got to be compliant. Got to be compliant. Yeah. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get my realtor license. I'm hoping to have it done uh, by next week. Absolutely. I think that um, we we definitely need to look forward into uh, getting licensed for the future. If you want to keep this business for the long run, I don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen with the, you know, everything in the U.S., but people, you know, states are going to crank down wholesaling more and more. 
You know, as it becomes more mainstream, absolutely. That's right, and and um, and even the uh, the whole the, the whole. Uh, Cold calling and SMS where carriers are also doing that. There's also measures that need to be uh, taken for the future. Um, and I'd like to find out what, what you guys are currently doing that. But well, we stopped texting last year. We stopped texting November of last year. Oh, right? wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was, we just got tired of playing the cat and mouse game. Now, I know we certainly left money on the table, right? Because we know plenty of people that are still using SMS as their primary lead source. But at the end of the day, the cost per lead was not as cheap as it was before, and the liability is still high, right? So for me, the 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 time spent playing the cat and mouse game, the liability for texting versus the reward, there were just different there were just other avenues that were were more conducive, that were were, were just as effective that did not have the risk. Yeah, no, I understand. And that's why now you're doing the rack mail. That's why you're doing um, TV ads. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why you're doing PPC. Uh, I like to I like to go over a, a like kind of like sales process from inbound. I know we, we spoke about call uh, outbound, mm -hmm. um, but let's talk about inbound because uh, marketing channels such as TV, such as Google PPC, uh, you will have a lot of visibility and you're going to reach your people, but you're probably not going to be the only one that will be seen by these individuals because Correct. Google has the big four right there, the big four ads, plus like whenever they're Googling, there's mm -hmm. a lot of options. Um, and I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about TV, but I'm pretty sure that... Um, a lot less competition with TV. A lot less so, competition. Uh, when we're on TV, the we don't experience this so much in, in Oklahoma, but I do know our peers in other bigger markets. When you're on TV, you're competing against the iBuyers. Um, when you're on Google, you're competing against all your fellow wholesalers, right, for the most part. It's, uh, it's better than cold calling, but not that much better with PPC, right? With direct mail, pretty good. So I would say if you were, if you were to rate like authority or, or trust by the time you walk into the living room, TV's the highest, then direct mail, then Google, and then cold calling. Love it. All right. Since uh, since this is the online hustlers podcast and a lot of people go online and just go and Google and watch us, they also do PPC here online, things like that, uh, Facebook ads. Um, so I want to understand the sales process and mm -hmm. the things that come up when doing PPC, calling someone that filled out a form or a survey, mm -hmm. okay? And a lot of these people, they have visited other individuals. Of uh, course. They have gone through different areas because they see options, right? Mm -hmm. And they're probably motivated. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I want to understand first, let's go through that sales process, walk us through what, what your team does or how do you, how do you handle it. Uh, for let's say PPC, and then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about some objections that I'm, I have in mind that could can come up and has come up with a lot of our members. Sure, um, love to know that, Matt. So walk us yeah. through that. Well, I mean, I think what you're calling it's a warmer lead, right? But um, I guess same thing for PPC. Really, any lead as follow up, still calling like we're we're best friends. And we're still going to tell them how we call them a bad time. And then we're going to say, we noticed that you registered 
blah, blah, blah. What's got you considered selling your property? And we're gonna jump right into it. But you know, what's got you considered selling, not tell us about your property, right? Why are you selling versus tell us about your property? Yes, I love have you deep into go deep into that. Yeah. <laughs> big, big thing in Closers Olympics that anyone that watched it like really learned from from Steve Trang is that mm -hmm. he's he's big and 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 I believe that this is the way that I've also been taught. Find the motive, find mm -hmm. the motive first, and you'll you'll have enough ammunition. So now uh, you start you start getting people from PPC that have searched other people and they say mm -hmm. I need to sell fast. But um, before I filled out the form, I also found two other people online and that also called me later um, mm -hmm. and, and tried to give me offers. And one gave me an offer. Um, and, and then they say, how, I mean, what do you do different? Like, how can you do better? Or how do you handle this situation? Yeah. So they say, we got another offer. Okay, that's great. So you were able to get this resolved. And then you cannot <laughs> challenge. And they say, no, it's not result. Oh, okay. I apologize. You told me you had another offer. I just assumed you already signed it. Um, right. And they're like, no, no, I have to sign it. Oh, okay. Because, and we're going to find out what they don't like about the other offer. Or they might just tell you, you're trying to get the highest offer. So we'll say, oh, okay, well, someone that makes sense. You know, I would do the same thing. I would also try to get the highest offer as well. Uh, so, you know, but I'll share with you in all the time, all the houses we bought, we've never been the highest offer. We never are. Right. So knowing that should we end the call. And they're always going to say, no, no, no. Don't you want to give it a shot? Like, no, they, they want to shop, right? And we're going to say, no, we're not the highest offer. So knowing that we're not going to be the highest offer, you know, um, well, I guess before we jump into that, you know, as someone had a chance to survey all the homeowners that we've bought their homes in the past, we asked them, why did they decide to go with us, even though we weren't the highest offer? What do you suppose they said? And they'll tell us whatever is most important to them, the homeowner. And to which we'll respond, that's exactly what they said, right? Because who knows what their pain is? Who knows what's important to them? Homeowner does. So that's exactly what they said, right? So knowing that that can be highest offer, should we end the call? They say no. Okay, well, um, I mean, you already have this other offer in hand. You know, what's stopping you from signing it? And they'll tell us what's wrong with the other offer. Oh, got it. Or we'll tell them how great that offer is. And then you heard Max do this, well, you know. Well, with that other offer, you know, when you ask them for how much non-refundable earnest money deposit, what did they put in there? And they said, uh, I didn't ask them that question. Oh, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, but when you looked at their proof of funds and saw how much money they had in their bank account, how much did they show you? I didn't ask them that either. Oh, okay. And now they're like, crap, <laughs> no, that guy, <laughs> other guy is not real. I said, okay, uh, so then I guess, should we continue talking? And they're like, yeah, please, right? But now you're, we talked about a moment ago, consultative versus adversarial. No, 100%. And, I, and we've had situations, I've had actually um, members and my, my team situations where the, the seller says, look, I spoke with this guy, give me a, it seems like a good offer, but there was something off, you know, I didn't really like him. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk with someone else to see what's going on. Didn't um, like him. Yeah, didn't, didn't like the person. Oh, what did like, he do? I, I think he was just <laughs> going straight, you know? Right. But that's what, you know, we were mirror, right? Didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. Shot, yeah. Right? What did oh, you like about him? Right. Uh, the other thing, too, is you, you heard me say, like, you know, uh, what stopped you from signing with this other person yeah. versus why didn't you sign with this other person? And there's a nuance here, again, just kind of like I was saying earlier. It's that 
if I if I ask you why you didn't sign with them, you might get defensive. Maybe I should have signed with them. But I say, what stopped you from signing with them? I was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> so similar question, but asking what versus why is going to give you different results. And we're just like you watch on these uh, lawyer shows on TV, right? Like the lawyer has questions written in a way to get you to testify in a way that will help his client's case. So again, we don't ask, why didn't you sign with the other guy? Because they're like, well, maybe I should have, you know, or it's none of your business. But what stopped you from signing with the other guy? And now it's not a defensive question. It's an open-ended question. And now they'll tell you why.